0: The spud on the right red mud, rolling down the highway smiling. The spuds are big on a back of a rig. They're from Prince Edward Island. They're from Prince Edward Island.
1: Welcome to the Traveling Tube Bicycle Podcast, coming to you this time from the Rail Trail on Prince Edward Island. Welcome to the show. I'm Friedel. And I'm Andrew. We're having a great time touring around here in Prince Edward Island. It's the 2nd of October, and you think that might be a bit late in the season, but actually it's an absolutely gorgeous day here. It's about 15 degrees, the sun is shining, all the trees are changing colours. And uh, they're really, really beautiful. If you haven't seen that in the maritimes, then you have to come and see it bright orange and red and yellow. It's really something to see. So here we are by the side of the rail trail in Prince Edward Island. And since we're riding on the uh, path that the railways used to take when they went across the island, we thought we'd tell you about some of our experiences riding rail trails in not only PEI, but also New Brunswick and Quebec. And I think Andrew and I can both agree on which one was the best. And that was definitely our experience in Quebec. So, Andrew, why don't you tell everyone about it?
2: Our um, first first uh, experience with the rail trails were from Rivière-de-Loup to Edmundston in New Brunswick. It's something called the Linear Interprovincial Park. And it runs from just along the old railway line that's obviously been taken up long ago. And the surface was absolutely fantastic. Nicely manicured, obviously, that they, they look after it. There was enough barriers at the side so obviously no ATVs were getting on onto the uh, trails. It was absolutely great. Uh, Lots lots of uh, markings for um, water, um, campsites, uh, where you could pick up food. This was all very well marked when we first got onto it and uh, lasted pretty much right up until uh, we got into New Brunswick and Edmonston is not that far away from the New Brunswick border.
1: The campsites as well were quite amazing to see. In fact, they were even better, weren't they? Than than some of the ones we paid to stay at. But they were quite yeah. well supplied.
2: Yeah, they were. I mean, there was um, camp, uh, wood there and a uh, above ground uh, stove to put the wood into. Um, picnic tables, cover picnic tables, water dispensed uh, not too far away, and and um, the they call them wild camping sites. And uh, basically, they were just up into. The trees a little bit, basically decking like you would have on the side of your house, onto um, uh, on on poles, and you just attached it, your tent to that. They had um, little rivets on the side so you could uh, peg in or hold down your tent. Beautiful, um,
1: and even a porta potty,
2: and even a porta potty, yes. <laughs> so and what didn't smell that bad at all. Very 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 well done. As we get further down into Edmonston, I think I think they must be just starting to do that the southern bit of the uh trail and redoing it but there wasn't that many wild camping spots and so we ended up uh just pitching uh there was a, a campground halfway down which wasn't that bad and uh then we reached edmonstone so we had a great time on that trail nicely nicely done
1: um It kind of went downhill after we left Edmundston, though. We stopped in at the border between Quebec and New Brunswick, and we asked them what the options were for rail trails or any kind of cycle trail going further south. And they suggested that we take another rail trail between Grand Falls and Woodstock. And they gave us some brochures, and it was described as a very pleasant ride, no problems. You could do it in four hours. It was supposed to be very gentle, open to all kinds of bicycles. But as we found out, that wasn't actually the case. The first thing that we noticed with the rail trails in New Brunswick is that they weren't nearly as well signed. Um, or as well supplied, really. Uh, there were no signs for water or while camping along them, basically because there was nothing. So once you were on that trail, you were pretty much on your own. And if you got halfway down it and decided you wanted to hit the roads, you pretty much had to have a map and a pretty good idea of where you were because the rail trail certainly wasn't going to tell you that you were at the intersection of such and such a road or that there was a campground a little ways away. But not only that, uh, we found the surface really went downhill a lot. Uh, obviously, there hadn't been as successful at keeping all the uh, four-wheelers off the trail so they'd ripped it up quite a lot the surface itself wasn't very good sometimes it was fine other times it would just change on you into big pebbles that you could hardly um navigate at all even with our massive touring tires we had troubles navigating them and at one point the trail was even supposed to take us across a river and we got there and the bridge was washed out So we had to turn around and go back up onto the road, dragging our touring bikes up some muddy, rocky path just to get back onto the road. So all in all, the trails in New Brunswick were a pretty frustrating experience, to say the least. I think you'd agree with that, would you, Andrew?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we had not too bad an experience about 13 or 14 kilometres either side of Fredericton and a little bit uh, outside of Sackville to Port Elgin, that seemed alright. But besides that, I think it's very hit or miss and I think most people should just try and avoid it. and say, You'll save your time and uh, you'll probably uh, get along faster on the roads.
1: Yeah, we found that quite often, even though you know most of the time we end up going about maybe 17, 20 kilometers an hour, on some of these rail trails in New Brunswick we were struggling to keep up maybe 10 kilometers an hour because it was just so bad and you had to get off and walk a little of the time, and it was just dangerous. So definitely wouldn't recommend the trails in New Brunswick. They get a, a big thumbs down for the most part from us. So, how do you reckon the uh, PEI trails rate it compared to the rest of the trails? I think they're pretty good, probably almost as good as Quebec, but not quite.
2: Not quite. Um, definitely a lot better than New Brunswick, but uh, and they're in fairly good condition. They have uh, barriers that are a little bit awkward at some in some cases to get around. But um, hey, if it keeps um, a few ATVs off the off the routes, then that's that's fine. We'll manage with that lots of signs for, you know, distances um, when you're coming up to major roads what the name is, what the number is uh, so it's easy to figure out where you are along the route.
1: Yeah, and they go pretty much all across the island there's a few places where you have to divert off them if you want to go into towns or certain areas but more or less they go uh, north to south and east to west, quite a few hundred kilometres I would have thought of trails yeah. and they're all in pretty good condition a very fine gravel, except the very start near the uh, bridge is a little bit, um, I wouldn't say difficult, but the gravel's just a little bit larger, so yeah. sometimes it can be a touch hard to navigate, but overall I, it's pretty good. Yeah,
2: I think some of it's uh, probably a bit new, and so it's not compact down enough, so maybe another year or so it'll be fine.
1: Funnily enough, just as we were putting this podcast together, a trail warden rolled right by and started talking to us. Just wanted to make sure that we were enjoying the trail and did we need any help. Very, very friendly guy. His name's Frank, and he talked to us for a little while, agreed to give us an interview all about the trail and some of the things that they're trying to do with it. So here he is.
0: Well, my name is Frank Curley, and uh, I'm a trail patrol officer on Confedera- Confederation Trail. We do this uh, on a volunteer basis, and we have to put in a, a minimum amount of time per week. People with available time on their hands, sort of like me, can go out uh, you know, quite a number of times per week and to, to cover different areas. And we also do tip-to-tip uh, tip on Saturday mornings, a section of the trail, starting at Tignish, going through to Elmira, and we bring along the general public that want to come and at the end of that they get a certificate saying that they've done this tip-to-tip section.
1: How many kilometers of trails have you got on PEI? Uh,
0: the uh, tip-to-tip is around 275 kilometers but then there's branch lines like the one going from Emerald here down to Borden and from into Charlottetown. The total aggregate is around 400k.
1: That's quite a lot and how do you how do you rate the standard of trails compared to other places? We were thinking they were pretty good. What do you think?
0: I, I think they are but I also think that they it's the trail here is in its infancy in comparison to places like Quebec I think we certainly uh, got a way to go to provide amenities more amenities for people using the trail people from of province where they can uh, uh, access bed and breakfast uh, washrooms um, and everything explained uh, along the way just how far they've got to go to this point or that point or you know that type of stuff
1: one of the things we were wondering about is uh, camping is that allowed alongside the trail
0: uh, actually not but I haven't heard of anyone being told yet that they couldn't do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> tolerated if you keep quiet then there, and there take sh- all your garbage away with you <laughs> well
0: that's it Yeah, that's one thing there's not too much garbage on the trail people are really good that way uh, I think there should be campsites available al- along the trail in certain areas near, near some towns villages or wherever that would be something down the road if the powers-to-be would look at it, and of course it would have to be requested from the public or those that want to use it to get the ball rolling.
1: <clears throat> how many how many months a year can you actually cycle on this trail? I mean, we're quite surprised you know, it's October 2nd and it's a gorgeous day and wonderful for cycling. How much longer will this last, and when do you start up again in the spring?
0: It'll depend on snow conditions. Normally, uh, the uh, Snowmobile Association have this rented from the 1st of December till the end of March. If in fact, there's no snow on the 1st of December. We continue to patrol.
1: Does that happen very often? You find yourself out here in December cycling along? Or? It does
0: happen, yes.
1: <laughs> and I'm getting cold just thinking about well, it. But.
0: And sometimes we, we get started, uh, we started, done, done some cycling in March th- this year.
1: What makes you want to do this? You could volunteer at an awful lot of places, so how can you get out on your bike and come out here and cycle the trail?
0: Well, I'm retired or retarded or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I know I just started this uh, back into the biking business about four years ago, and I enjoy it. It's really good physical exercise, and you get to meet an awful lot of nice people, such as yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you are very kind. <laughs> Do you ever? No, I am no, tr- truthful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> Do you ever cycle anywhere off the island? Have you ever taken your bike on a on a trip? I, I've
0: done uh, very very little. If I am going to a to a location somewhere the bike have the bike with me. I'll bike around a little bit there, but I have not done any specific stuff, any trail stuff as such. A lot of people here do. People go to Quebec, uh, sort of all over. We have, we have biking with us on a regular basis. We have a guy that's 79 years old and we've got a lady that's 78 and they're regulars. They've been biking here since I've started and before and they tend to bike off the island as well. There's that's no, not there's bad no, the at the 80 limit. years old. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what would you say to encourage people listening to this to come to Prince Edward Island? What can they see and do here?
0: Well, Prince Edward Island has much to offer in, this, in the summer. It's got all of the beaches, the swimming, the golf, great camping. It's a very attractive place. For anyone, this bike and uh, this particular trail is gentle. You don't have the hills to climb. The biggest... Uh, um, gradient there is in it is you know two percent so it doesn't change much from that one end to the other the other good part of it is if you're biking in sections of pei you don't have to contend with the traffic not too many roads in pei are, are really built for bikers and automobiles a lot of them aren't and you're taking your life in your hands on some of them <clears throat> although some do have that bike shoulder bike lane on the shoulder but on this thing on this trail here you're you could access so i i would Re- highly recommend it. haven't heard anyone that tried it yet that doesn't like it or appreciate it. There come People are coming from all over the world. We've done a, a run down east, and one lady that was on the trail was from New Hampshire. I think she was 80 years old, and she had a friend. She was 85. She was from the U.S. And two years ago, they were up in Alaska biking, and they got treed by a grizzly bear.
1: <laughs> anyway, grizzly, that's, bear.
0: grizzly bear. You don't have to worry about bears or any of those wild animals on PEI.
1: <laughs> Is that why they came to PEI? They thought no bears there. That's where I'm going. Next. Well, no,
0: I don't know. It didn't. This the more and better phase. any, they just accepted the fact the bear was there. They're up the tree. This just shows how good a shape they're in. An Eighty and
1: eighty-five. To, hold on, I think we need to rewind <laughs> this bit. So they're cycling along. They yeah. see a bear. Yeah. And they jump off their bikes and run up a tree.
0: They they had an Alaskan guide with them. Okay. And they were on a 5-day tour. And uh, the guide assessed that they had to get up the tree. <laughs> so up the tree they went.
1: <laughs> I bears and I are climb trees. I thought you bear, were supposed
0: be, to Yeah, but all the gear was on the bottom. The bear didn't associate them with food. The only thing that they had was a little bit of food they had and 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 the stuff they were carrying out
1: right Well, I never thought I'd be getting tips on how to deal with bears on Prince Edward Island, but there so, you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, if you're thinking of coming here, bears are not a worry. <laughs> not a
0: worry, no. No wild animals, the biggest thing we got's got, a fox or a coyote, and they don't come too close to people.
1: right Well, Frank, thank you very much. Well, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Frank. We're now actually off Prince Edward Island, and we're sitting on the New Brunswick side at the Cape Germain Nature Centre, which is a very nice thing to visit if you're coming through. If you fancied the idea of going to Prince Edward Island for a little visit, then it's sure easy to get here. A lot easier than when you used to have to take uh, ferries on and off the island. You can still do that from Nova Scotia to PEI, but they also have a bridge now. It goes from New Brunswick, and it's not too expensive. You can't actually cycle across the bridge. You have to take a shuttle... Um, but all you do is you come into the visitor center at either end of the bridge, you call them up and you say, I've got two bikes or whatever you have. And, uh, can you take me across? And they will free to go on, but you have to pay to get off. Not too expensive though, eh, Andrew?
2: No, it's, um, I think, uh, $8 to, um, per bike and I think $4 f- just, uh, for foot passengers. And, uh, yeah, heck, they uh, tie it all up, put it on the trailer and away mm-hmm. you come across.
1: Yeah, it should be clear, it's not if you're with your bike, they don't charge you the four dollars on top. The eight dollars gets you and your bike across, but if there's just some pedestrians then it's four dollars. As I say, you don't have to pay to get on the island, but if you want to leave then you have to pay up, so that's the cost. But uh pretty cheap considering a car is about forty bucks, so it's not bad if you're a couple cyclists, you're getting away with a fairly good deal there. And PEI is a fantastic place to visit. And don't forget the lobster if you go. I guess that's it for this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. As always, if you want to send us some feedback, then we'd love to hear from you. Our website is www.traveling2.com. And if you want to email us, it's us at traveling2, that's two spell T-W-O, dot com.